Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question. What's the fucking point? So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that we meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around psychology, human behavior, consciousness, spirituality, philosophy, and more, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's episode number 28, and you may or may not have noticed the podcast was in a little shavasana last week. Um, combo of having a guest have to reschedule and I could have gotten my shit together and had more things lined up or done a solo pod last week, but I've had a lot going on too with contributing to the teacher training, yoga teacher training at Inner Light Yoga, which has been so, so much fun and a great learning experience for me and hopefully all of the yogis in the training. So I wanted to come at you today with just a brief solo podcast talking about our sense of self, our self-concept, and then we'll be back next week with a really, really wonderful guest that I can't wait to share with you. So what do I mean by self-concept? There's a lot of ways of thinking about this, and I'm sure that there's all kinds of academic frameworks and stuff, so that's not where we're going today. This is not a research conversation. This is a how is this relevant to your life conversation. So when I think of self-concept, I think of what are the words that we use to describe who we are and whether those are nouns or adjectives, the roles that we play, the qualities that we feel we possess, perhaps we're thinking of the ways that others perceive us and What happens over time, because our brains are just constantly making assessments and evaluations and judgments, which is not always a bad thing, that's just part of being human, but what happens is that we develop this sort of rigid sense of who we are. So then we, you know, if we're running 10 minutes late to something, we're like, well, of course I'm running 10 minutes late. Like, this is just what I do. I'm always late. Um, So the... Be careful of those words always and never and that phrase, this is just how I am, because when we start to let ourselves get really boxed in by our self-concept, then we limit our own potential for growth. So Carol Dweck talks about this in her book, Mindsight, and she talks about the fixed mindset, which is very much that like, this is how I am and these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. Versus the growth mindset, the idea that we all have potential to grow and change, but typically only if we are operating under the growth mindset. So in Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, or ACT, which you heard me talk about on the last episode with Tim Gordon, they use this phrase self as context to talk about this idea that we are not the content of our thoughts and 
we are something that's deeper or what they often call the observing self. So we've got our thinking self, which is that part of us that's the one that's actually having the thoughts, um, the one that's actually having the feelings. And then we have our observing self, the one that is watching. And so they say that self-concept is the concept that we are not the content of our experience. We're not our thoughts, our feelings, our experienced sensations, the things we see or the images that pass through our minds. We are the one who is observing all of that. So there's a couple metaphors that are really helpful here. The weather and the sky. So if you think of the big, wide, expansive sky and the weather that passes through it, the clouds, the rain, I even like to think of like the astrological phenomenon and like the sun and the moon and the stars, like all of these things that are not the sky, right? And they don't fundamentally change or harm the sky when they move through it. Also, the sun is always there whether we see it or not. So I like to think of that as like my capacity to like maybe feel positive or feel joyful is always there even when I'm not presently feeling that or aware of it. Um, also, if there are is rain or clouds moving through the sky, like it's been ha- happening here in Nashville for the past like 18,000 days now, it's finally sunny today, thank God, um, that that's something that's going to move through, right? Like that's not something that's going to change the fundamental state or identity of the sky that holds it all. So it's also a really fun art project if you're ever like just wanting to do some kind of therapeutic art thing is take a big piece of paper and draw your big wide expansive sky and then I like to use little cutouts um, of construction paper or color in other paper and make your sun and make your flying pig through the sky and make your lightning bolt and your clouds and know that you can move those all around and sometimes more of them will be present sometimes less of them will be present. So you are not the weather, you are the sky. Another metaphor I really like is is the idea of like a classroom. So if you think of a classroom and you think of, let's say stereotypically, there's like the quote bad kids, the kids who are loud and acting up. And so those are sort of like the quote negative thoughts, right? Or unhelpful thoughts. And then we've got the like teacher's pets, we've got the, the positive thoughts in there. And then there's kind of the plenty of neutral, like not really one way or the other. And so you are not the students. You are not the teacher who might be judging or evaluating them. You are the classroom that holds it all. So I love these metaphors. I like to anything that helps make these more abstract concepts more tangible. So think about how you might be boxing yourself in. If you have a journal nearby or you want to come back to this exercise later, just start to list out. If you start a sentence with, I always or I never or um, I can't, any of those sort of absolutes, see what comes out. And that doesn't mean that what you write is accurate, but it's just sort of seeing what is operating in the background. What are the ways that you're boxing yourself in that you might not even realize? Put it on the page. And then you have the opportunity to start to challenge it. Because when we bring what's happening in that sort of subconscious mind up into our conscious awareness, then we have the potential to actually shift it. So one phrase that I love to use with myself and to share with my clients is 
adding the word historically. So rather than saying, I'm always late to everything, I would say, historically, I have struggled to be on time and, and then fill in the blank with like whatever your intention is. I'm working to um, leave 10 minutes earlier than I think I need to leave so that I show up on time. So whatever that thing is for you, historically, I've struggled with blank and what is your new intention and really activating that growth mindset. So I was listening to a podcast recently, I can't remember which one, and they had this quote from someone named Muji, who I'd never heard of, so I had to look him up just a few minutes ago, and I just discovered his YouTube channel, which sounds amazing. He's an Advaita Zen master, and he's written books, and he has all these incredible videos, and I'm just super excited to dig into his content, but the quote was this, your brain can't attack you. It can only attack the idea you have of yourself. So I felt like that was so powerful and such a great representation of this idea of our self-concept that in our ego minds at the ego level, we are so attached to this idea of ourself. And then even our brains will attack that, will attack this idea of, oh, you're so lazy. But our brain can't attack that observing self, that self as context, not content. So that's all I really wanted to share with you today. And hopefully that leaves you with some food for thought, maybe coming back and doing the art or journaling exercise. And if you have any preferences, requests, suggestions for future solo podcast topics or guests to have on the show, please shoot them over to me at Val K. Martin, V-A-L-K-A-Y Martin on Instagram, and I'll see you at the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can find the show notes and past episodes over at wonderwelltherapy.com slash podcast. So any links, resources mentioned in the episode, information about guests, all of that good stuff you can find right over there. Also, if you're not already a subscriber, you can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Find me on Instagram at Val K. Martin. That's V-A-L-K-A-Y Martin. So you can tag me in your screenshots listening and I can give you a shout out. And there's also a link there in my bio to review the podcast right from your phone. It takes 30 seconds and it really helps me out. It helps people find the show. See you next time. And until then, keep asking the big questions.